Hello and welcome to episode 357 of the Veg Grow Podcast. My name's Richard and I am on a mission to grow as much food as I can in my allotment and garden. Today is the 10th of August 2020. Coming up a little later on, Lee and I have visited Westing Gardens, one of my favourite gardens I've got to admit. But before that, what have I been up to over this last week? It's Thursday the 6th of August 2020 today. I'm down on the allotment this evening. I've walked down here as part of my latest keep fit plan. But unfortunately, this is the only evening I've came down this week. Tuesday, I took Amanda out for a meal. Wednesday, I came home from work absolutely knackered, watered the garden and had an early night. So today, I came down to the allotment. I weeded the leeks. Now, I have not been on top of weeding out my leeks, if I'm honest, and the cooch grass is particularly bad in that area. It's rather difficult to grow leeks and cooch grass together. Not that we should be growing them together, but the leeks tend to get hidden within the cooch grass, so I've got to be a bit on the ball with that and be a bit more stricter with myself on it. Now, the leeks are in the main bed, the large bed, which I have definitely decided, I've said many times, I'm going to convert into smaller beds because it seems to work better for me. After that, I have watered the entire plot, including the greenhouse and everything. Gave it all a really, really good soaking. Fortunately, everything seems to be doing quite well. The cabbages I planted at the weekend are growing nicely. They seem to have established and look so much better. The purple sprouting broccoli is also in there and doing well. The beans are also doing well, so I'm rather pleased with myself. And in the greenhouse, the chilies in my wicking pots, they are doing fantastically well. We've even got some chilies ready, so I might harvest those tomorrow ready for the weekend. Now, I have noticed my tomatoes on the outside in the in the bags they're looking a little bit droopy and brown i think i might have got blight on some of them i'll have to really go over them rather well over the weekend and just double check everything and see how they are really looking and see if it is blight or just me being paranoid but it wouldn't surprise me if there is blight because we do get it quite badly here Now, I'm going to head on home in just a second, but before I walk down here this evening, I, of course, did check on things at home. At the weekend, I sowed a few seeds, including mustard and salad leaf. Now, the salad leaf is in the veggie pod, but both of those plants have started to germinate, and hopefully now they are off to a good start and mean we will get plenty of fresh vegetables out of those within a few weeks, which I'm really looking forward to. So I'm going to head on home now. We'll be back for another diary update in just a moment. It's Saturday the 8th of August 2020. I'm just at home at the moment. It's quite late at night actually but boy it has been hot over the last few days. Don't want to be one of these really annoying people that goes on about how hot it's been but it certainly has been hot. And this meant that overnight I really could not get much sleep and woke up way, way, way too early. So by about six o'clock this morning, I got fed up, so I got up and went down the allotment. I think that sounds like a sensible thing to do at the best of times, doesn't it? Which was quite nice, actually, because I went down the allotment and I managed to do quite a bit of watering, weeding, 
while it was still quite cool and it was really really nice i've got to say i made myself a thermos of coffee to take down with me which i was drinking while working away down there and i just i just really enjoyed it i've got to say i think partly because i was a bit tired from the night before lack of sleep really does affect me sometimes it just felt really really nice but like i say I was just down there doing a bit of weeding, a bit of watering, and I harvested quite a few bits. Some tomatoes, some cucumbers, even some pears. Now the pears seem really, really early to me, but they were ready. There was no denying they were ready. So I harvested a few of those. They've obviously got to ripen at home just a little bit further on. But yeah, overall, I'm really, really pleased with this morning's work. By about nine o'clock, it was basically too hot to do anything or it was time to return home and I'm, in fact by 10 o'clock this morning it was already 35 degrees C here so certainly for me too hot to work. After my allotment trip this morning I went and got some chicken feed and some quail feed, popped out done a few errands and in this evening or this afternoon when I was at home I have been shredding some of the ivy that my wife cut down just last week. Now I usually run all over our clippings with a lawnmower, but last time I tried to use the lawnmower it was just so, so dry that I felt it wasn't worth doing. Instead, what I decided to do was buy a Ryobi 2.5 kilowatt shredder. It's quite a beast, it's quite noisy, I've got to admit, which is a disappointing thing. But it's actually a lot safer for shredding all this material, especially the stems of the ivy, which are basically being turned into wood chip, which might even work for the paths. Now, because it's been so hot, I didn't do as much as I would have liked. And because it's quite noisy, I felt I'll do it bit by bit throughout this week and just get it all shredded down as we go along so as not to disturb too many of my neighbours. After giving up on that for today, I'll return to it again later on this week. I checked on some of my seedlings. Now, because it's so dry at the moment, seedlings are needing quite a bit of watering and probably taking me about twice a day to water a lot of the seedlings. My salad leaf in the veggie pod, they've sprouted. My mustard has sprouted. We've also got my radish that has sprouted, the pak choy has sprouted and the spinach has sprouted or germinated I should say, not sprouted. Basically all these are now off to a start. Although they're only quite young at the moment we'll let them grow on a little bit more before we harden them off. Of course these are all part of the monthly seed gift that I send out to the supporters members. If you want to find out more information on that head to the vegrowpodcast.co.uk or send me an email. Anyway that is it for today. Now I'm out all day tomorrow so I don't think I'm going to get much gardening done and then work on Monday so I also don't think I'm going to get much gardening done then. So I am going to head you back to the podding shed and that'll be it for the diary for this week. Well I think if there's one word that sums up this last week it's hot. It's been so hot, I am absolutely roasting. Good news of that is it does make my work a lot busier, which is a a relief in some ways. Now yesterday, Lee came down to see me and something we like to do is go and visit gardens. We want to do a lot more of it. So yesterday, we went and visited West Dean 
Gardens. One of my favourite gardens that I can visit. I usually go there around this time of year for Chili Fiesta. And in fact, this year, if Chili Fiesta had gone ahead, Lee would have also came to that event. Unfortunately, it didn't go ahead this year. But we still went to the gardens anyway. And this is what we found when we went there. Well, I'm down at Westing Gardens again. I come here every year for the Chili Fiesta. And you've probably heard me talk about this over the over the years and how I, I love coming here. It's my favourite walled garden, partly because it's so close to my home and I often come here for inspiration. But Chili Fiesta was cancelled this year for various reasons, pre-COVID. So Lee Connolly, the skinny gin gardener, he's came down here with me today and we're going to have a wander around and see if we can see anything that has affected or been affected by COVID-19. But firstly, Lee, how you doing, my friend? COVID-19 free, so great to be here. Uh, I'm good, mate. <laughs> what a start. Yeah, I'm good, fella. Thanks for inviting me down. Um, so obviously a shame that uh, Fiesta ain't on, um, but it's great to be at a garden, isn't it? It's really good. Yeah, yeah. Now, I was explaining to you how big Chili Fiesta is, usually, and you were quite blown away with the size of the lawns that they take it on, don't you, aren't you? It's a good old space. It's a shame they stopped, really. If they listen to this, then please bring it back next year, but... Um, but yeah, so it's a beautiful and what a, and what a venue for it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't get better views in here. No, no, it's absolutely stunning views of the South Downs, sheep out on the fields, and yeah, beautiful, beautiful. But we're going to wander around the walled gardens, which actually is only a small area of this garden, but or the, the land that this is on. But it's always my favourite bit. There's something about a walled garden that I just love. I think you're in the same boat, aren't you? It's special, isn't it? Like, it's, I mean, I mean, it's not his gardening, I suppose, but just having these walls and thinking how much time has been put into just building them, uh, for starters, before you even look at the plants and everything in it, is special. And of course, the the walls were here to to act as a function. They created microclimates in which enabled the gardeners to grow many of the things that they couldn't grow or or create the perfect environment so down the uh what's the southern wall we've got palm trees tied in against the wall and you can see they're fruiting really really well and then in the lawn just in front of that we've got some pear trees that are trained into either goblet shapes or triangular shapes and you're quite blown away with these aren't you i think it's really special man i've I talked about it recently about patience and gardening and i but just for someone to sit there and think right i'll plant this here and in a good few years time this is going to look incredible is um i mean just look this i mean you can't see it listener but just this this here this pear tree yeah. Look at the. There's a bottom. I've got to describe this now. I'm, I'm doing it. There's a bottom branch that goes along the bottom, curls up, goes up all. This is so difficult to describe on podcast. Goes all the way over, but also then branches back in on itself to the yeah. main branch. Impossible to describe on podcast, yeah. but it looks incredible. So what, what Lee's talking about? There's a <laughs> there's a tree came, trained into a cone shape, and it's taken the bottom four branches, the lowest four branches, trained them to go out at like a forty five degree angle, straight out, and then it's bent them up at a, almost 
just past a 45 degree, probably like a 50 degree angle, to bring it up into this sort of triangular or arrowhead shape. Yeah, that was described a lot better than I described it, but that, that dear listener, that is exactly what's happening. But that doesn't happen overnight. That takes a lot of patience. And I, I've looked at these over the years and always thought, I like them, mm-hmm. but I don't think I would have the patience or the, the necessary skills to do that. Yet on the other side of this path, we have basically trees that are planted and left to go to their own devices. This is something I've not seen at a walled gardens before. And I don't know if this is common or not, but just to have all these wildflowers and just all be let grown gone totally wild amongst it is that a normal thing i think it's becoming more and more a, a thing to do i know when i was here last year tom brown the head gardener took us on a tour and he said that he wanted to let them go more for the wildflowers and natural flowers for the bees get the bee population up and actually i'm right. standing here and i can see hundreds of bees on these purple thistly flowers loving so it's life. obviously working yeah loving life i think it's a great idea man yeah i think um you know for bees and things like that we need to think a lot more about that, especially in, in growing your own. Um, yeah. It comes hand in hand, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got to say, I don't think I've ever seen it as looking as wild as this. And I don't mean that, that it's untidy or anything. It's just the grass has been let to grow. The, the I want to say weeds, but that's not what I mean. But the wildflowers have been let to grow. But it works. There's something beautiful about this. Yeah. Some people might disagree, but I think there's something beautiful and... Um, I don't know what the word is. Just just wild. I love it. I just like it. I think it's cool, man. I I like it too. It feels a bit like an old orchard that has kind of been forgotten about, but has been left to its own devices. And it works because even the apples on these trees, lots of apples that are nice and ready and, and producing well. And the bees are there. I know there are beehives around here, but it's working. Because it's edged around them. It's it's meant to be. Yes. It's not because someone's not bothered to come in. You can see it's on purpose. It's been done yeah. for a reason. Yeah, definitely agree with that. But I, I do like it. It reminds me a lot of like a, an apple tree in the middle of a meadow field. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we'll carry on walking up. Let's walk up through the greenhouses and see oh, yeah. what's changed up there because the, this orchard area we've kind of covered... Um, while we're walking up here, Rich, why don't you tell us about your uh, new members area of the podcast? <laughs> well, you've just signed up to be a supporter member, and what it is, £5 a month helps support the podcast and keep everything going, keep the website running, keep, um, if I ever lose my job, I can keep doing what I do. A positive. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is £5 a month, and in return for that, you get podcast exclusively for supporter members and also as a gift some packets of seeds each month sent out to you and we'll be growing these seeds on together you've just signed up you'll be getting your seeds soon it's almost worth it just for the seeds to be honest with you but if you listen to this week's members podcast i'm on it so even more lee Connolly joy (laughs) you had to get out in there didn't you Uh, now we are in the greenhouses which unfortunately are closed off today and I'm guessing because of COVID-19, people can't get in there anyway. But they are looking quite empty. Again, I, I'm guessing there's not been enough members of staff and enough students here in order to keep them going, which feels really 
It makes me feel really sad, I've got to admit. It does, but also it makes me feel really understanding of... I think, obviously, everyone that comes here understand that we're lucky that the garden's open. We're lucky to experience what is here. Yeah. And, you know, next year, hopefully, this will all be back um, blooming. But, I don't know, maybe before all this, I'd feel a bit, like, not short-changed, but, like, thinking, oh, you know, come on. But... I just feel lucky to come to these gardens now, do you know what I mean? Just to get this experience in. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean, because we, we want to go out and visit more gardens. We were planning to this year. Unfortunately, it's backfired for obvious reasons. But I, because I've been here so many times, I know this is not how it normally looks. This is not its normal. Saying that, we can just peer through the window of this one and it looks like there's a lot of exotic plants and succulents going on it's in there. There's a jungle in there, isn't it? It's beautiful, that. Yeah. In fact, it goes right to the back, that ridge. Yeah. Oh, I know. I think towards the, the back one, if I remember right when I've been here in the past, it's got more of a humid atmosphere. Okay. Which, in this weather, is pretty um, hard. But, <laughs> yeah. The, the, but, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, lot of greenhouses here as well. One, two, three, four, five, six. Way too many. A lot of greenhouses. A lot of space to grow, mate. A lot of cold frames as well. Yeah. I've noticed. But all, you know, again, I just, we talked about this when we walked around earlier, but just when this was all being built, like I just feel like sometimes like, I wish I was around at that time, but I just feel the excitement of, I mean, I'm sure it was hard work, so the, the builders probably building it for. I'm not excited, but this is the excitement of it as it slowly started to come together and, you know, putting these greenhouses lower into the ground, you know what I mean? Like all this... Sunken greenhouses. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I just think that's incredible, man. Like, yeah. just, to, just that thinking behind it and so whoever designed this and brought it together. Yeah. Or well, the, the pineapple house as well, you know. I've, I've often tried growing pineapples in my own garden. Not that much luck with it but we know in victorian times it was quite common for them to grow but they built yeah. entire places dedicated to it now you know how they work didn't you i do mate i do <laughs> uh basically and you're going to correct me if i say it's wrong they're built you're going to describe it better than me as well with you put manure 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 down yeah. down the edge of it covers it up and then the heat goes next <laughs> I'm rubbish at describing stuff. <laughs> Next to the mini greenhouse, yeah. heats that up. Yeah. Would you like to explain it better? Right, so it's a, a, a type of mini greenhouse, looks probably closer to a cold frame, yeah, and yeah. around the outside there is a moat, which they then fill with manure, and the exactly manure takes down. Exactly what I said. <laughs> All right. yeah, you can edit your bit out, because everyone knew that as soon as I said it. No, oh, I think fantastic. that's incredible. Like I say, it all goes back to that thinking beforehand, isn't it? Yeah. And look, you can see how everything's tied in against the walls, like making the most of space. Yeah. When they planted them, they, were, they obviously weren't big plants, do you know what I mean? They no. weren't big trees. So just have that foresight and thinking, how can we grow stuff and not... Yeah. So what he's referring to on this wall, which is on... Uh, where are we? Eastern side... He's got some peaches and nectarines trained in hard up against the wall, so they only span the wall. And he uses that heat from the wall to really grow those peaches and nectarines well. And this was done in Victorian times. Very yeah. clever. Very clever. 
Very clever. Now we're, we're coming into what is usually my favourite area, the third walled garden, the vegetable patch area. I mean, the rhubarb on this side is looking pretty good, I've got to admit. Yeah, it looks good over here, didn't it? I missed this earlier as I walked in. So I was too interested in this, um, like, is it a wow area? Yeah, they've got like a sunken pond that they, I guess they would use or used to use for filling up their watering cans. And then they've got these watering cans on wheels, I guess. Bowser, I think they called them, which I would love for my allotment because it would make life so easy. You should so make one of these, man. I think I, they're brilliant. I'm going to make one one day. Um, really nice. I could actually jump in there. I don't care what it is. <laughs> I feel the same. It is incredibly hot today and it, it's getting hotter and hotter in here. That is one of the things we're, we're about to talk about this area in a second. But like us early on talking about having to understand that not everything's going to be growing. Like, look how hot it is today. Imagine the amount of watering that needs to be done yeah. and the amount of people and the man hours that go into just, just watering, not even gardening, just watering the gardens. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you on that because it's hard enough doing my allotment in my garden. You know, that takes me an hour on each to do properly. And that's, you probably fit both of those in here and there's still room for more. Plus all the other gardens. Yeah. That's just yeah. a hell of a lot of work, man. And I don't know. I don't know what happened to all the stuff um, here, but obviously with everything that went on, I know a lot of gardens were just down to one person. Do you know what I mean? One man. So yeah, um, have to be again. Have to be understanding about that when we visit these places and just feel like lucky that we can see what is here. Yeah. So the main vegetable patch area. I'm going to say I'm a little bit disappointed that. There's not much in the way of veg. And After everything I just <laughs> said. <laughs> I know. I, 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 I was trying to, trying to be... Um, I'm going to be honest. I am a little disappointed. Not, not because... I think it's because it's my favourite part. It's what I always look forward to seeing when I come here. And basically, they, they haven't been able to do it. And it, if it's saddens me. You had anticipation of walking through that arch and seeing greenery and yeah vegetables and fruits growing and you thought that was going to be the yeah the you know the pumpkins and the sweet corn and the, the lettuce and the cabbages that we usually see but we I, both know how much water pumpkins take mate like yeah. you know there's, there's a lot of care just in pumpkins alone yeah yeah <laughs> and i i think my, my point that i wanted to say is that it just goes to show how this virus has changed so much of what we take for granted. Mm. Well, it's, uh, what we took for granted, if we walk, just walking around gardens, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, we would have come here and just, I feel like this has made me feel a lot more appreciative of these gardens. Yeah. And one, the work that goes into them and just visiting and being able to, to come and visit. Yeah. And enjoy them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I don't know about you, but I'm getting incredibly hot stood here in this sun again. Up, so, I'm going to stand underneath this pear arch. Now, this is something I see every year. I absolutely love. So, what I've done, it's a fairly long, there's a, well, it's two arches, actually. They're probably about 15 metres long each, but they've trained pears around them. And the pears are only about two foot apart. They've trained them around, and it's just created this pear arch which is just it's so cool it's decorative yet produces food one word 
patience. <laughs> yeah, it probably did take quite a while to, to create this, but it's just something so... I've never seen one like this either. Not from pears. There's something about garden design, which maybe we don't... When we come to these sort of gardens, we don't think enough about. Like, things that are not placed just by ran, like random, do you know what I mean? Things are actually well thought out. Yeah. I think maybe sometimes I visit gardens and don't think that as much. Yeah, yeah. But I also think when we come to these gardens, we should be also looking to see what we can take away and use in our own place. Yeah. But not as, as ex- extravagant as this, because I've seen your garden. If you put this in your garden... I would have no garden. You'd have no garden. <laughs> and I've got a fairly decent-sized garden. Um, but it definitely gives you... Uh, all these sort of things give you ideas that you can recreate, maybe not at the same cost, but at least at a lower cost and a smaller size. And I think that's what we come here for, isn't it? It's yeah. to enjoy them, get inspiration from them, and, um, and yeah, that's what, we get, that's what I'm getting from it. Yeah, yeah. Right, should we carry on walking through this arch? We're getting a bit of a nice breeze just come through, which is just, just nice. I dread to think how high it has been today. Always wear sun cream, mate. You wearing sun cream today? Of course. Of course. Of course. Oh, we've got some potatoes growing. At least that's some sort of vegetables, which they're growing quite well. They look beautiful. But what's going on in the underground, mate? That's what, what you need to know. That, that is, <laughs> but as, in terms of foliage, they're quite big. Yeah, they are good, aren't they? They're looking pretty bushy, mate. Yeah. Pretty bushy. Yeah. It makes me feel like I want to just dig, one, dig them up and see what's underground. I'm a bit like that. I'm a bit impatient to see what's under there. Do you know what I mean? Well, you've just had some success with growing potatoes yourself, haven't <laughs> Big you? potato fan all of a sudden again, mate. Yeah, big potato fan. <laughs> Take a while, though, didn't they? Now, on the other side of this part of the wall garden, asparagus growing. We've got some raspberry canes. Sea kale. I don't think I've ever seen a sea kale growing here before. Why are you so shocked about this? Um, sea kale normally grows by the beach, so it's used to sea salt water. Yeah. I'm wondering if are they adding salt to grow this? How or? far are we away from the beach from here then? Quite far still? Quite far, yeah. I mean, it's certainly not walking distance. Is there any way you can grow sea kale without that saltiness? I have no idea. I've I never tried. If, I wonder if you... It's a good question. I was yeah. surprised when you go, oh, sea kale. I've obviously not grown sea kale before, so um, I was surprised when you were shocked by it. Yeah. But I'm good, good, it's in. <laughs> I just love the look at those yellow raspberries. They just, I just want to pick them. I love raspberries. Do you know what? Once, when we first started, a little fat twill, when we first started uh, gardening, we got given 20 raspberry uh, canes, didn't we? Yes. Anyway, 20 raspberry ones, and the uh, first thing we did was chuck them all in one hole, because we had no idea what to do with them. Uh, <laughs> uh, we yeah. did spread them out in the end when one of my mate's dad's come down and goes, what the heck is going on here? Yeah. And they grew pretty well afterwards. Yeah. That's my raspberry story, thanks very much. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> so, unfortunately we can't go in any of the greenhouses, but the door to this one is open, and they have got a sign saying sweet potato trial. There, I love growing sweet potatoes. I've been growing it for years. I've always said they like lots of heat, lots of water. But the amount of sweet potatoes they must have growing here, it is pretty amazing. All I can see in this greenhouse is a sea of leaves covering the greenhouse. It's beautiful, isn't it? It really is beautiful. Do you, would you not be able to grow sweet potato outside, though? I grow mine outside. But not to this Not amount. Not to this 
Not to this level. Well, I think I might have to think about that for next year now, seeing this. Yeah, this is special, man. This is an amazing way to use a glass house, yeah. I think. I mean, that... Obviously, this is a foliage, so we don't know what's going on underground, like potatoes. But the foliage on this, it all looks nice and healthy and really good growth. But it's the size that it has grown at. It just... I mean, no weeds will be growing through that, will they? Absolutely zero chance. Do you think about sweet potato... Um, it's become more fashionable to grow it now because loads of restaurants start selling it. Do you know what I mean? It seems to be one of them things like, do you want sweet potato or do you want normal chips? Like, do you think that's become more of a fashionable thing for people to grow now? I, I think it's became... I, th I think people who have grown it haven't had much luck with it, from what I understand. Uh, but I've had pretty good luck with it, but then I am in quite a warm part of the country. Yeah. But I do think... People are becoming more and more used to eating sweet potato and are, well, I like eating it. I'll give it a try. I never knew, before obviously gardening, but before that, I never knew about sweet potatoes even existed until I walked into Weatherspoons and they offered it to me, mate, so... Yeah. <laughs> but Fact. It, that's common. That's quite <laughs> common, actually. I, I think there's a lot of foods that we don't eat until it is, we see it in a plate. I mean, kale. A few years ago, probably not very many people heard of kale. No. Then all of a sudden it became fashionable mm -hmm. and a superfood and everyone started hearing it. And to anyone wondering how I hadn't heard of sweet potato before I started gardening, I didn't even know how to grow potatoes before I started gardening. I thought they grew above ground. So <laughs> if that don't sum it up for you, I don't know what will. <laughs> you only know something when you know it. So I, <laughs> I always say there's no harm in not knowing something if you learn from it. Well, I think we are coming to the end of these walled garden tours. But there's, there's lots to see here at West Dean, not just the walled garden, but I think the walled garden is really a highlight for me. What do you think of it, mate? Um, I feel incredibly lucky to just be visiting a garden this year, and I'm happy that this is one of the ones that uh, we came to visit. I'm going to give it a skinny jean garden mark out of 10, high 8. High eight, that's very high indeed. Well, First time I've done that. Let's start that. <laughs> start that, start that. Well, I'm biased because I come here every year, so I'm going to give it a TVGP mark of 10. A T right, I got you now. <laughs> very good. A 10 out of 10? 10? 10 out of 10. I mean... You can't go any higher than the 10, though. Yes, I know, but because I've been here in previous years, I know what it's looked like at this time of year in the past. Okay. And because of the reasons, yes, I'm a little disappointed there's not much veg growing to this year, but for the reasons, obviously... You know the potential. I know, I know the potential. So, that wraps up this little section. I'm going to throw you all back to the podding shed. Well, that was our visit to West Dean Gardens. got to say, I had such a great day there. Really enjoy visiting gardens. Lee enjoys it too, and we want to visit more. So if anybody out there has any ideas of gardens that we can go and visit, then let us know. Now, during that section, Lee asked me about the Supporter Members Club. And if you want to find out more, then head to the veggrowpodcast.co.uk. Under the shop, you will find the Supporter Members Group. Hit that. It's £5 a month through PayPal, automatically taken out of your account each month. It's as simple as that. And for that, you get exclusive podcasts. I pop three exclusive podcasts up 
last week. These can only be listened to on the website. And also you get seeds sent to you each month that can be sown in that month. There's still plenty more seeds to go around. So please do feel free to sign up. And I really appreciate your support. I have already had such a great response to it with more people than I expected signing up. And I am so, so humbled by it. So thank you. Well, that is it for this week. So if you do want to find out more, it's theveggrowpodcast.co.uk for my website. If you want to email me, it's richard at theveggrowpodcast.co.uk. Or if you want to find me on social media, just search for The Veg Grow Podcast. I'm on pretty much every social media platform out there. Well, that's it for this week. I'll be back again next time. So until then, please take care. I'll see you all again then. Then.